This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your hour of thrive time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good day, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie. And you have now entered your hour of Thrive Time. I'm excited about today's show, folks, my friends. I'm excited about today's show. We've got an action-packed show. For those of you who are visiting for the first time, let me just let you know, you're in for a treat. You're going to wonder, where has Jay Mamie been my entire life based on today's show? And those of you that are returning, let me thank you again for continuing to support this show. If you're visiting for the first time and you're wondering, where do I get all the goodness that this show has to offer, you can go to my show site, the jmanytalkshow.com, and there you'll have links to all of my live, to the library of previous episodes. There's a whole content uh, of great material that you'll have access to for the last two years. Or you can go to your favorite podcast platform and find me there, the jmanie talk show. Let me encourage you also to check me out on my personal personal site, thejmamie.com. There you pick up my blogs, my videos, my content, my books, all the goodness that I've got to share with the world. But today we have another fantastic value-packed and thrive-minded show for you with two amazing individuals that are also impacting, influencing, instructing, improving, and inspiring others for their good and the good of the world. And one of these to ridiculously accomplished individuals is Lady Didi Wong, an award-winning international keynote speaker. She's an angel investor, a Hollywood film and TV producer and financier. She's a business and speaking coach. She's a best-selling author. And what I enjoy about what she does is she's a philanthropist, and that means a lot to me. But she's funded uh, major, major works, uh, also has executive produced and worked alongside the likes of Larry King, Al Pacino, Robert Kiyosaki of Poor Dad and of Rich Dad and Poor Dad fame, Chris Voss, the former top FBI negotiator. And she currently is developing Academy Award winning contenders of Hollywood's elite filmmakers, writers, and producers, and one of which she's an executive producer of, an upcoming film, Modigliani, with uh, Johnny Depp directing and Al Pacino co producing. So, Lady Didi Wong, welcome to the Jimmy and Paul Show. Thank you so much, Jay. That was a brilliant introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's well deserved, right? It is well deserved. So Thank you. Now you, Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Before we dive into all the goodness that you've got going on, and you've got a lot going on here, and I want to make sure that we pack 10 pounds of groceries in a two-pound bag in, in this show, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like for you first to take us back to the beginning of your story. We know the accomplishments today, but you and I had a conversation as we were getting to know each other, and I was so impressed with your early story that I wanted our listeners to first hear that, and we'll pick it up from there. Yeah, I was, you know, just rewind five years, uh, maybe six, going on six now. Honestly, I really started my career uh, when I turned 40. And so, you know, to your listeners, it's never too late. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I was focused on being a mother. Uh, during my 30s, I uh, got pregnant three times and gave birth three times, but to four kids. And I was really focused on just changing diapers, breastfeeding, and taking care of the children. But then I had this calling when I turned 40 where I had my birthday party and I had some friends come over and I had a little bit of an epiphany at the birthday party. Somehow I felt like I really needed to go out there and do something, do something big and get back to work. And I did not know what that meant for me. I did have a company that I was really more part-timing at the time. I became an entrepreneur when I was, um, I believe, 34, 33, 33, 34, um, as I was preparing to become a mother. And I said, well, I better do something so that I could, 
you know, have something going already while I had children. And so I had a yoga clothing company called Chakras by Didi. And I did quite well in the yoga world. And I flew around the world to attend conferences and sell my clothing that I designed. Uh, but that really wasn't going um, full on because I became this busy mother. And so when I turned 40 and had that birthday party, something was just eating at me and saying, you need to be doing something else, not just be a mother, which is the most difficult job in the world. Uh, but mm -hmm. something was calling me to really go out there. So I started going to conferences. I go, you know, attending all sorts of different types of conferences and listening to speakers. And then this one particular speaker just really spoke to me and his name uh, is David Meltzer and he became my mm -hmm. mentor. And I hired him to, uh, for about a year and a half just to have full guidance on what I need to be doing. And I followed in his footsteps. He was really the one who really believed in me uh, and referred me out to uh, be in a documentary that was about my journey of becoming a speaker. And then I was on a TV show called Elevator Pitch where I was one of the sharks, like investors in entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And then that's just really working on my public relations and my social media and really uh, putting my name out there. You know, people always say, I'm not ready for PR. Or I'm not ready for, uh, um, for marketing. I don't have the money to. But when I will say firsthand with experience that PR, marketing, doing radio shows such as yours, going on podcasts, you know, being in magazines, it's really the way to create credibility and uh, going out there to tell people your story and what you're good at and what are you doing and not be ashamed of it. I'm really a woman who is very bold and I teach other women to speak your mind, go out there and don't be afraid to brag in the best sense of that word. And so that just shows that you have healthy confidence. And if you are health, healthy in your confidence and your self-worth, you go out there and then people will then you know, see you for who you are. You may have paid a little money to be in a magazine, but when, once you get there and people actually give you time to speak to you, I had to prove myself. You know, I didn't just mm -hmm. pay to, you know, have a PR agency represent me and put me out there, but I actually had to prove myself every time people do refer to that piece. Oh, oh I heard about you in this. You have to prove yourself and you have to maintain that trust with your, uh, with your audience. And so that's really how I built my career since I was 40 and I'm only 46. So I've really been out for six years and I've pretty much worked triple, quadruple, quintuple time in terms of how much I've you know, really showed up um, in the world and attended events, um, you know, just booking myself speaking gigs and, uh, you know, putting myself out there to, to be at where I am today. Yeah. You know, what's great about what you said, uh, which was just chock full of knowledge bombs. And I could take the, the, the last few minutes of your story and go in multiple directions. And I, I, and I will, because there's so much there to dissect. But one of them is is where you talked about a PR firm. And you and I, when we had a chance to speak, you said something that I've, I've been a big believer of for a long time. I've preached this, I've taught this, uh, I've lived this and continue to do so. And that is you have to be your first and best and strongest PR person before you hire anybody else. You, you said Correct. that. And, and I want you to elaborate. By the way, Dave Meltzer is a good guy. He's been on my show, wonderful guy. So, boy, you couldn't have picked a better coach to get uh, to relaunch than, than Dave <laughs> Um, he's a yeah. phenomenal guy, great guy. Uh, so my, my you... saying, yeah, my saying, Jay, is be your own best friend. So you've got to live with yourself and be happy with yourself first before you can go out there and give goodness and spread gold dust, which is my saying. Mm. Um, you know, I all, I'm all about touching every single person that I come across, be it in the grocery store, in a car rental place, in the front desk of a hotel, or even a best friend, you know, uh, or, or my husband or my children, anybody that I come across, I try to be, I don't try, I am, you know, I am that person. I call myself almost like an earth angel, uh, like a fairy mm -hmm. of sorts, and I have a wand, and I have an ability to go out there and, and spread gold dust. So I, I, I imagine myself like, you know, doing this wand action and I would just spread that gold dust and it would go to every everybody that I speak to, including being on this radio show. I, I hope, my hope in, you know, always showing up is that something that I say will last long in your life 
in a lifetime and that I can inspire you to go out there and do something great. And so you've got to believe in yourself. So when I went out and found, found myself a PR agent, yes, I had to pay a PR agent um, to, because I was a nobody, right? When mm-hmm. I was a nobody, they had to then ask me, oh, you know, what are you good at? What do you, what do you hope to achieve? And, you know, all the things that you should be asking yourself when you're in your career, what am I good at? What am I proud of? Am I, Am I doing things that make me happy? Can I go out there and make a difference and inspire the world? And so those are the things that I had asked myself uh, every time I speak to different people about, you know, what do I want to what angle do I want to do in my marketing? How do I want to be perceived? And what is my signature this? And all of those things that I teach my clients currently are like, you, you've got to know who you are in order. And of course, you're going to have people like a Dave Meltzer on the way to guide you, like a mentor. Mm-hmm. I am a mentor to many of my clients. And I would bring it out of them um, to men- then give, give them self-worth and give them self-confidence for them to go out to the world and fly. So, you know, I, and I, I really am that person. Like I, you can ask any of my clients who who have you know really been with me and just completely went from a a bud to a completely a blossomed flower you know mm. and um and and that's my that's my forte giving people uh, a lot of encouragement giving people confidence in who they are especially because I'm a speaking coach. So I teach, I mean, people come to me, never have once that's on stage and, and are very intimidated by public speaking. And they would come and say, I, I want to be a speaker, but I have no idea how to begin. And then I mm-hmm. put them on a TV show. You know, I have a, a TV show on Amazon Prime um, called Speak Up. And I put rookies against 20-year veterans in the speaking business. And I love wow. to mix it all up. And, and it just gives people so much self-worth and confidence and value. Um, so yes, you must be your own best friend and you must have build your own self-confidence and there are ways to do that. Yeah. You know, you keep build your own self-confidence and you know, it's interesting. I was watching a little bit of the movie that you were on uh, a couple of years ago, the one that David Meltzer had uh, recommended you for. And I could see how you went through that same confident development in the a little bit of the clip that I was watching of that film. <laughs> yes. We'll chat about that later. But when we come back after the break, I want to dive into a few things. Number one is you started your early career in acting, Broadway, and so on, and that pivoted. You had to find a way to repurpose your passion, and I want to talk yeah. about that because I think a lot of people find themselves in a place where they get stuck. They don't repurpose their passion. You did and did it successfully. And then let's talk about the upcoming film you're an executive producer. How did that happen? We're going to dive into all that good stuff right after the break. Hey, everyone. This is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I just want you to know that my book, my 10th book, is finally available, Thrivology action-stoking and thought-provoking quotes and phrases is now available for your purchasing pleasure. This book has already making tidal waves among those who appreciate content that is driven to give you a thrive-minded mentality and also reminders throughout the course of the week of the things you need to do to thrive. Guys, you can pick up my book, Thrivology, at thejmaney.com. If you or someone you know ever had a grandparent or parent who didn't age well, Maybe they ended up with dementia or Alzheimer's or suffered through another disease that robbed them of quality of time with their family. It doesn't have to be this way. We all have the capability to age better and increase our health span. My name is Deepak Saini and I coach men and women like you to optimize your health so you can stay young and vibrant into your 70s, 80s and beyond. Contact me at DeepakSaniHealth.com to learn more and let me know you heard me on The Jay Mimi Show for a bonus gift. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Having a phenomenal introductory conversation with Lady Didi Wong, who's got so much goodness to offer. But, Lady, let's go back to your early career start. I think people need to know where you've come from, what you've experienced, and what makes you the dynamic person that you are today, because there's been a, a journey. Let's start from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Um, all my life, I wanted to be on Broadway, and that is really the goal that I set forth for myself when I came to America. I begged my parents to let me go to America for university. Um, and actually, I wanted to be in theater because I wanted to be on Broadway, but they they said, no, you need to have a degree. So I ended up going to Boston University. After Boston University, 
I went to New York City to pursue my dream on being a Broadway. So I was auditioning. And then I, after auditioning for quite a while, I ended up really realizing that actually for my type, Chinese, um, looking at the way I do, I, there really aren't any roles that were written for me to be a main part in a play. Mm in a play or a musical. Um, and for me, I was always into musicals, dancing, singing, and acting. And um, so afterwards, I recognized that there was, as I was a, bit, a little bit discouraged because if I were on Broadway, I would be a chorus girl. Um, and actually, if you think about it still to this day, there aren't that many roles for Asians on Broadway. Um, That's right. So I pivoted uh, to just you know being an entrepreneur for sure because i wanted to make a lot of money <laughs> and um fame was not exciting for me anymore i just wanted to be you know be successful and be an entrepreneur so i found myself in a place after meeting david Meltzer that i would be a speaker so you know it, it came full circle 180 because you know, I wanted to be on, on, on Broadway. I got the opportunity. Uh, I was invited to actually speak on Broadway at a business event, which is once in a million because Broadway has very strict union rules. They do not let people hire or rent their, uh, uh, their stages or the theater to, to put on an event. This is not what they do, right? They, the, if the, the stages are specifically for plays and theaters and, and musicals that are being, um, being played there. So for me to have had an opportunity to be invited to a business event, it's called Success. Uh, it was a success event um, and got to get on a stage. It was the Samuel uh, Friedman Theater. I think it was on 48th Street and I was I just couldn't believe myself because I was really the only Asian woman on on that tour as a speaker and I got on stage and instead of speaking I took the opportunity to make my dreams come true and I was standing there with my ball gown on and looking out into the audience with a spotlight on me as if I was the main part in the musical <laughs> and I sang over the rainbow which is all about dreams coming true mm -hmm. and uh, lived my own dream. So that's kind of like my story of how I turned my dream that didn't happen in the way I thought it would happen to reality. And it came, it came full circle for me. So I, I did have make my dream come true. So that was cool. <laughs> how important is it? It's amazing that you actually did uh, perform on Broadway years later in a different way, right? It's, it's amazing yeah. how the universe can bring that to pass. But how important is it for people who may be dead set on, uh, on a career, a business, an endeavor, whatever that might be, they're passionate about it, but then they hit brick wall after brick wall. How important is it for them to not abandon ship on their passion, but just repurpose it? Yeah, I mean, I think repurposing it really means staying open to opportunities, staying open to not being stubborn uh, mm -hmm. to the way you imagine it to be, because life is not like that. Life, it's That's God right. throws everything at us that, you know, to test us. And it, right. it's the same with like relationships. I, I say like you may think your perfect guy or your perfect girl is this way and that that shaped or that colored hair or that colored eyes you know who may speak with an accent or whatever right but you know when then you find yourself falling in love with somebody you totally didn't think that you know they would be your type so same with career same with um you know what we do on a daily basis you set out when you wake up um, to do something and, you know, something comes at you and it might be, if you have a positive attitude, whatever comes at you could be turned into lemonade, some lemons, you know, like you, for, that's for me, that every single day, whatever comes at me, I would pivot or, you know, repurpose or just accept it as the way it came to me with a positive attitude. And then like, you know what, this was actually meant to be, not that. So if you if you have a deep faith and I don't I'm not talking about it in a religious sense like if you just have a deep faith that everything will work out the way it's meant to work out you just have to kind of go with the flow and not mm -hmm. be rigid in your thinking you know so like I didn't achieve my Broadway dream the way I achieved what I wanted it but it came to me in another way because I manifested it because I still believe that there would be an opportunity for me to do something as great as 
standing on a Broadway stage. And it came to me that way. And the same with like my, my movie making. So I set out this year, you know, uh, not to segue it for you, Jay, but honestly, mm-hmm. like the, at the beginning of this year, my Chinese New Year, I went around with my children and my husband. We saged the house. We, we, I, I really am very spiritual in that sense. I cleansed, cleansed the energy and wanted to invite what I want to invite into my life. And I said to myself, this year, I want to be a producer of, I want to put myself in on the map for any Academy Award movies. I want to go that direction, be in featured movies rather than documentaries. And so within four, 24 hours since I thought that thought and sent it out to the universe, I got a text from a, a, a guy whom I used to hire and I helped him out because I hired him uh, to do events and stuff. Didi, do you know of people who finance feature films? I'm like, absolutely, that's what I do. And so mm-hmm. I got into a conversation with Al Pacino's business partner of 26 years, Barry Navidi, and then boom, just within a week, I was signed on to be on an Al Pacino movie and as an executive producer. And then, you know, and since then I've signed on for three, four more movies and now working with Johnny Depp and Al Pacino in the new one. Um, and then of course, the, you know, the, when, you know, the, the rod is hot right now because Johnny Depp just came out of all his right. stuff um, in the media. So it's timing, it's manifestation, it's belief, it's deep faith that I know I'm putting myself out there back to the marketing and PR piece at the beginning of the show. You've got to put yourself out there and tell people what you want to invite into your life. If I never tell anybody that I want to be a movie producer of a featured movie that has the opportunity to win an Oscar, I'm literally saying out loud what I want to happen this year, right? Then how would anybody know what your deepest, darkest secret goals are, right? So same with you wanting to put yourself out there for PR, for marketing, for any any events you go to, any radio show you go to. You've got mm-hmm. to put yourself out there and ask for what you want and be prepared to receive it. In fact, that was my quote this week. I do a quote every week on my Instagram account. And this week I was reading, I, was, I just bought myself a 369 project, which is a book of writing manifestations and a lot of spirituality in this in this book. And one of the pages said, you know, ask for what you want and be prepared for the universe to give it to you. And I love that quote so much because truly people don't believe in the power of sending those thoughts into the universe, be it positive or negative. If you send it out there, it might just come true. And it's, it's happened for me time and time and time again. So I, I give you that tip, you know, if you want to invite something into your life, think about, about it a lot. Think about it all the time and visualize it. Already live in that lifestyle that you feel you, you, you are going to get. And it, will, it might just happen for you. And, and that would be a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people don't, don't, um, don't exercise that power often enough, right? They don't speak who they want to become. Uh, they, they actually don't give thought or energy to the life they'd like to design. And they focus yeah. on the energies that they're currently experiencing, not the energy. Yeah, they're the stressing about what that they would yeah. want to. Correct. Right. I, I, absolutely. In our last couple of minutes here, I want to ask you, to, to consider it thus far, there's much more ahead of you, right? But up until this point, what would you say are your achievements uh, personally and your achievements so far in business? Well, personally, I, and it's none other than the fact that I birthed four beautiful children, healthy, smart, and blessed. I'm blessed in every single way as a mother. Um, I, I say it every single day that I thank quietly thank God and and I'm so grateful that I have four children who are doing well at school, they're healthy, they're excelling and um, everything that a mother and father would ask for in, in children. So that is my personal achievement. I feel like, you know, and I communicate with my children. I'm not afraid to show them mommy's out working, explain to them things and be truthful to them, uh, not do silly lies to mask things because they're children and such. Um, so, you know, I, I treat them with respect myself. So that would be my personal achievement. Um, business-wise, 
you know, I have I have so many little ones, I would say. Um, you know, what comes to mind right away, I, if I may have two, would be the very first moment when I received the very first award in my life that kind of secured me and put me on the map, which was the Woman of the Decade for Entrepreneur and uh, Venture Capital, Entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and Venture Capital from the Women Economic Forum. And I flew out, I was flown out to India to uh, receive this award in front of my mom and dad and my sister's eyes. And that nice. was an extremely special moment for me, which kind of Very changed nice. my life. And then if I would say currently what has really been uh, extraordinary in my business is um, the fact that I invested in a company called Thin Energy Hydration. And it within a year of working so hard at it as an investor, bringing in other investors and doing everything that we can to show up at events and telling people the movement that we're making. It's a, it's an, uh, it's a hydration drink that has elderberry, zinc, vitamin D, and it's just really good for you. And we're really trying to create a movement. People talk about eating healthy, but they don't talk enough about drinking healthy. So mm. we're creating a healthy movement and we've got quite big names attached to us now. Um, uh, Anthony Anderson just became a partner and uh, Derek Brooks, who is a Hall of Famer of the Buccaneers, is part of us. Uh, Dominic Dawes, you know, three-time gold Olympic champion who used to work for a, a, a campaign for Michelle Obama it has joined Thin Energy Hydration. And so the Michael Gardner, who is the CEO and founder of this, him and I have been like in a Batman and Robin, you know, and it really takes people that you admire, respect, and like in a company, um, and this is another lesson, um, you know, when you want to, when you want success, success in your life, you've got to surround yourself with people whom you respect, admire, can learn from and like, you know, and that's the kind of people I surround myself with on a daily basis. When I choose to invest in the company, I must care for you as a person first as a human Mm. being before I care about what product we're going to put out there. And so let that be a lesson to learn that when you put yourself in, you know, give time to people, um, no matter in what capacity, please make sure you surround yourself with good people of the right vibration. and, And then it will lift you up to that next level that you want to be in. Well, Lady D.D. Wong, you have been a fantastic guest, as I, as I knew you would go, you were going to be. In fact, <laughs> as we were going through it, I thought to myself, okay, we have to have her back again uh, soon because there is so much more we need to uncover, so much, <laughs> so much more wisdom, right? This was just what I tell you what, you left enough knowledge bombs um, that anyone who is listening to the program certainly is going to be inspired, instructed, and they're going to be given a chance to really recognize that for them, they can repurpose their passion. They have to go out and become their own PR person, and they really have to be clear on what it is that they want and get it out to the universe and let the universe do what it's going to do to return that back to them tenfold. So we appreciate being on the show. Thank you so much, Jay, allowing me to have time with your audience, and I wish everyone well and everyone who, had, who took time to listen Um, All the best to all of you. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break. In Texas, we love our sports. And Parker University's Sports and Performance Clinic helps athletes of all skill levels recover from injury and advance their function and performance. Our collaborative and integrated team of doctors and specialists provides patient-centered service, taking athletes through each phase of recovery and return to sport training. This is athletic performance at its best. Visit us online at parkerstrength.com. Are your sales lagging? Are you frustrated with your ability to effectively communicate the goodness of your product or service? Could your income greatly benefit from you getting better at selling? Hi, this is Jay Mamie, the host of the Jay Mamie Talk Show and the curator of the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. I want you to know that there are answers on how you can get better at the skill of selling. Go to my course, the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. Get the answers you need so you can experience the results you want. Thrive Sales Mastery. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Joining me on the show is a legendary music industry executive, Benny Pugh. As a former music industry executive with Motown and MCA, Benny helped shape the sound and culture of music worldwide. He's been instrumental in delivering radio hit after radio hit for superstars like Jay-Z, Rihanna, Kanye West, 
Travis Scott, Future, DJ Khaled, and 21 Savage. But apart from that, he's a lifelong entrepreneur, and he's also the founder and CEO of Al J. Britt Enterprises, the real estate management company that has over 100 properties in its portfolio. And now he's the author of the hit book, On Impact, Life, Leadership, and Almost Losing It All. We're excited to have Benny P on the show. Benny, welcome to the show, brother. Oh, man, Jay, thank you so much. Hey, you know what? It's Thank been a treat. You. It's a treat to have you on. I know you and I had a chance to chat in, in show prep uh, a few days ago and got a chance to, to know you better. And, and the more I, I had a chance to chat with you, uh, Benny, the more I, I see, you know, we're, we're like kindred spirits. We're like-minded. This is going to be a fantastic episode. And I know the value that you're going to bring to the audience is going to be awesome. But I, I wanted to get our listeners up to speed a little bit with your early beginnings, your beginning in your music uh, career, kind of walk us through how you entered the music industry, and we're going to pick it up from there. So the interesting part of I actually um, fell into it uh, just by chance. Mm-hmm. While I was attending St. John's University, I was doing uh, stand-up comedy, and uh, the local promoter at Motown Records had booked me for a show at this club called The Cellar in 96 in Amsterdam. And at the end of the show, she asked me what were my plans. And I hadn't even written my or prepared my resume. And at the end of the show, she asked me, why don't you come down and be my intern? And needless to say, at that point, I had no idea even what an intern was. But when I got down to the uh, Museum of Motown Records, um, it, I came prepared for the jobs that I've always done. I was a consummate sales guy. Mm-hmm. So I showed up at a record company with a three-piece suit on, wingtips and an anti-say case. And, mm-hmm. and obviously, music companies are the equivalent of tech companies now. So people are, you know, cool jeans, T-shirts kind of thing. So I realized, like, you know, what was really important is figuring out how to fit in. You know, I, I like the fact that you... We're at the right place at the right time. You, you were doing comedy, and I know exactly where you were doing comedy because I've been to that club. <laughs> I know what 96 Amsterdam yes, is, yes, man. <laughs> yes, yes, I know that yes, comedy sir. club. So here you are, you know, I, you can call it divine intervention, call it whatever you want. You were at the right place at the right time doing something that caught the attention of somebody else, and that's one of the ingredients of success. But speaking about success, brother, what is it about the music industry that people and, and striving artists need to know from an inside locker room talk? What's most important in entering any business, and particularly in the music business, is is how you establish and gather a team. Mm-hmm. You know, ideally as a talent, you can't you can't be the creative, the be the lawyer, be the accountant, you know, be the producer. All of those things will impede on your creativity. So the first thing I recommend for anybody in creating a business and surrounding yourself with, with the right team, and especially in the music business, is finding people who are going to help and be there for the long haul with you as you grow and evolve in the space. You know, when I had uh, Dr. Uh, Matthew Knowles on the on the show uh, a couple of times, uh, that's obviously the Beyonce's father and well-known music management mm-hmm. legend as well and doing all, all sorts of fantastic things in the industry. You know, we were chatting about that, and he said that most artists – whether it's music artists or, or any kind of entertainment field, he says that you better get ready for the long haul and you better have stamina to see you through. Would you agree with that? Oh, 1,000%. I mean, um, I, I would even say it, um, add to that is, you know, your dream literally doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's not just like waking up and then you go into life. Your dream has to be consistent. And you have to be willing to commit to that dream, knowing not when you may truly wake up from the hard work. You know, part of that, that having that stamina, as you said also, is getting people around you that can lift you up when you get down. And we're going to talk more about that a little bit later on in the episode because you've got a book and your book talks about that. And, and we're going to have a chance to dive into that experience. But on the phone, you and I were chatting about how important it is for artists and those that are trying to break through not to rely on, on just one source of their of their talent, but to package themselves in a way that they have multiple things to offer. So for me, that, that speaks of branding. In your opinion, your observations, brother, your experience, how important is it to brand yourself? And then what are the keys to effective branding coming from the genius you are? So what's really key and think about it, um, you know, the brand is what people are going to buy into. 
So your music, credible music, or music music that you feed to a niche that may ultimately become super popular, but you're able to satisfy yourself and appeal to your audience becomes really important. And now once you create an audience, what what do you do? You upsell them. You sell them T-shirts. You sell them exclusives, you sell them tour tickets, you get them all kind of things that, you know, they will now get deeper into the experience with you. That all comes from people buying into your brand. So what's most important is being authentic to yourself Mm -hmm. and ultimately pushing that out to grab onto what 7.8 billion people on the planet, hopefully. So it's, it's a matter of being very focused and attentive on on what it is that your product is and what it offers to the to the listening and buying audience. One of the things that we spoke about yesterday caught my attention, and, and it, it really hit me right between the eyes. You said who you can have a brand, or in this case, music, right? You can have a, a sound that appeals to those in the Midwest, but it may not necessarily appeal to the Northeast or to the West Coast. How do you make yourself, and is it possible, I mean, obviously it is possible, uh, you know, for the superstars of the world, but for the average guy and the average artist who's trying to expand themselves so that their music or their their what they offer is liked by many, how do you do that? And if you cannot do it, should you just focus on the community or the, the, the demographic that, that likes you best? Well, the beautiful thing is now with the analytics and what's available, the information that's available, you can, you know, micro-target um, your consumer. Mm. So let's just take you back yesterday, yesteryear. Um, if you weren't hot in your hometown, then no one else really would be interested mm. um, because it was first and foremost, you know, capturing um, the town or city or state that you lived in. Um, now, when you look at the analytics, um, people where you live may not like you, but, you know, people in Seattle may, and also to people in Dallas may, and, you know, you could be a New Yorker, but, you know, um, people in Chicago. So now you know where to go and create um, that momentum and where to supersede that audience to now pull everybody else, because all you're doing is just taking um, the success and creating more micro explosions um, nationally and ultimately globally. I want to ask you an industry analytical question because you talked about the analytics. Considering now that you've got all sorts of platforms that an artist can upload a track, how much promotion does that artist need to do to put into his uh, the potential of him becoming a superstar or being recognized if the only platform they are, they're tapping into um, you know, there's social media and TikTok and all these other platforms, SoundCloud and things like that. And that's the first question. Second question is, does that rub the music industry the wrong way? Or, or is that something that could benefit the artist by leveraging those those resources now where, where they weren't available 20 years ago? Well, second question first is, um, you know, the game that we're playing is the one you have to master. So if this, if this social media aspect is what's going to heighten awareness and creating a visibility, then you have to learn how to um, get involved in, and maximize, you know, um, in the space. So I think that's really important for people to take the time to to understand the platforms, uh, take the time to understand their goal and their plan on how they're going to attack their future. And, um, you know, ultimately, um, back to the first question, is it's just a matter of, you know, it's commitment and dedication. Um, obviously, uh, there's no price tag on success because mm-hmm. some you can spend a million dollars and have no success, and you know spend ten dollars and have you know uh, an, an event moment um, that happens on social media, and, and now you have you know millions and millions of eyeballs. But what's most important in both scenarios is being prepared and having a plan to move forward um, in your art. Now, when you talk about bet on yourself, you're known as the guy that talks about, hey, you've got to learn how to bet on yourself. You write about it in your book, which, again, we're going to chat about your book in a few. Mm-hmm. Betting on yourself, is that exactly what we're talking about here? Absolutely. Um, you know, most importantly, if, if you think about yourself or individuals looking inner first, um, you have to believe. Mm-hmm. And once you believe, you can convey and push out belief in others based on what it is that you're speaking to, promoting, or selling. So in essence, when you believe full-heartedly full 
and and moving in the direction of where you want to move your career, where you want to move your life, where you want to move your relationship will open up the doors for other to co- others to come in and come on and help and support. I had on the show Robert Cuccioli, um, a, a nominated Broadway au- uh, actor from the uh, Dr. Jekyll uh, Hyde uh, Broadway show, famous guy, good guy from Long Island and attended St. John's too. And so I said to him, I said, let me ask you something. Of all the actors and actresses who hit Broadway, some of them are multi-talented. I said, what differentiates the guy or the gal who gets the starring part from the other one who's just as good? And he said to me, he says, the any director, any casting agent can, can immediately uh, go beyond the talent and see who actually believes in themselves. They believe they need to be, they believe they belong mm-hmm. on that stage. And those mm-hmm. are the, that's a, the the defining difference between one getting picked over the other. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, there can be better singers um, from a technical aspect, but you're not a star. Mm-hmm. You know, when stars walk in the mo- in the room, all eyes turn to them. Whether they're a star that you that you didn't say wow, that people look and go wow, something unique or special about that person. And obviously, honing their talent, giving their gifts is what heightens uh, the visibility and popularity. But absolutely, I can identify and see that. Have you seen great talent drop it, miss it, because they didn't have the the belief in themselves, they didn't bet on themselves, and that was their handicap? Well, you know, no one can see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, so I don't I don't think it's, it's it's fair to to for us to you know look at uh, uh, executives as the end all be all on determining you know who's going to be successful or not. Uh, the things that have passed by me, I've I've been you know very blessed to catch them mm-hmm. and to see them, and they worked. And I'm sure there are things that I've missed that have worked as well. But what's most important is knowing what's for me has been for me and it's worked for me. When we come back after the break, Benny, I want to start diving into your work in leadership. I also want to dive into your entrepreneurial spirit as you, what I call repurpose your passion, your entrepreneurial passion as you went into the real estate management world. We're going to dive into a bunch of great things. So we've got a lot more to go with Benny Pugh. We'll catch everyone after the break. Business owners, do you feel like you're paying more than your fair share of taxes? Is your tax preparer out of ideas? My name is Susan Bryant, CPA and certified tax coach at the MB Group and proud corporate sponsor of the Jane Mamie Talk Show. Tune in during the month of September to hear my favorite tax tips that can keep some big dollars in your bank account. In the meantime, learn more about how we're changing our clients' financial futures at mbgcpa.com. Are you looking to build a dynamic workplace culture that keeps your employees not only retained, but also engaged and empowered to help your business thrive? Discover the secret that many companies in the community have already unlocked, Collin Corporate College. With hundreds of the highest quality, affordable educational programs available and customized to your desired business outcomes, your success is Collin Corporate College's business. Call them at 972-599-3110. That's 972-599-3110. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back. We're having a fantastic conversation with Benny Pugh. Benny, I want to pivot a little bit here. Uh, you know, you're a lifelong entrepreneur. But sometimes, uh, and you're passionate in the music industry, and we've been talking about that, but sometimes you've got to learn how to repurpose your passion. It doesn't mean you uh, you abandon ship on it, but you repurpose it. And I, I've got a, a story where my passion has always been uh, to perform to on stage. I've done some off-Broadway. I've done some film. and But I realized early, early on that uh, you know th- those opportunities for Latino back then was very, very difficult. So I had to find a way to repurpose my passion. So I went into speaking, into coaching, into working with companies, radio shows, and all sorts of other ways to still maintain, uh, to maintain rather, a level of presence in an audience format, um, still bringing inspiration and influence to people. I, I had to repurpose my passion. But as an entrepreneur or whether you're an ambitious employee or you're a dreamer, at what point do you begin to realize that it might be time to repurpose that passion? You know, for me, over my career, um, and especially the last seven major record companies that I've worked for, um, I've 
always known when it was time to move. And I've actually left each company at the top of my game because it's for me, it's about making room for others and growth. So if, if I stay and obviously just think of it as a sports team, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Tom Brady stayed, you know, uh, his career at, uh, the new England Patriots, but just think about how he moved around after the first Super Bowl and created um, other great teams. But it doesn't mean that he stayed wasn't the right thing. It just means, guess what? With his talents and his gifts, he could have made a lot of incredible um, opportunities for other people, potentially. So for me, once I ring the bell, it becomes very evident for me to move on to what's next because I never wanted to be stagnant. I never want to just be you know, um, at the top of the hill for, for, for rain, as opposed to giving opportunities to others to now that I've taught to grow and, and come up inside of, of those organizations. So that's why it's been, um, indicative for me to, once I get to the top to keep on moving. Mm. Well, that's called building your life resume. I talk a lot yes. about building your life resume. Mm -hmm. And if you're an employer, one of the things that impresses you, uh, impresses that employer about a resume is a varying degree of experiences. And I tell people, look, you take that same uh, discipline and apply it to your life. Uh, have as, have, as you're creating your life, create a resume, a life resume that by the, when it's all said and done and you look back upon your life when they're getting ready to click your light out, you can say, wow, I've got, <laughs> I've got quite the resume. I did this, that, and the other. And That's I right. did it. And exactly. I had fun. That's building a resume, a life resume. But you pivoted to real estate. You went from music to real estate investment and management. Why did you make a pivot into that world? Well, Actually, I, I did them simultaneously. Um, okay. In my book, I call it um, having two plan A's. Mm -hmm. So what I realized mm -hmm. when I entered the music business, there there wasn't any salt and pepper hair black men walking around. So and I realized that this business isn't necessarily going to reward me like you know my mother who is um, a postal worker. You know, there's 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 the golden parachute. You know, there's there's the pension. You know, when you're in a creative space or an entrepreneur, if you don't create your own uh, retirement, you're going to be pretty much, you know, um, uh, in, in, a, in a very um, uh, maybe not uh, happy situation at the end. So looking around and realizing what I was up against, I decided that um, I wanted to prepare for my own um, exit. And during the course of my tenure in the music business over the 20 years, almost 30 years, that I, I decided every bonus I committed and bought a piece of property. And I went from buying a condo from condos to single families, multifamilies, um, uh, multi-unit residentials, um, commercial space residentials, uh, till I actually got up to owning a city block. So mm -hmm. for me, I decided to create my own destiny and path in the event that, you know, uh, the music business didn't work out for me or I decided to exit. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you said you have two plan A's, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I love that because most people have plan A and that's about it. I always encourage people not only have a plan A, but have a spare tire career. Because if you would never, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Hey, listen, you would never leave your house like without a spare tire in the back because if That's you get right. a flat, you're screwed, right? So why That's would you right. think that relying on your only, having only a, a primary income um, is is uh, is safe, right? You Just like you would never leave the house knowing that you don't have a spare tire, don't ever think about generating an income as with a primary source without having a second career, a spare tire career, or a spare tire way to generate I love income. That. Exactly. Okay. And that, that one's for free, brother. You can, that's, that's a free, you can have that one. Uh, I'm, take, I'm taking <laughs> take it. Take it, brother. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to talk about watershed moments. Everybody who's uh, aggressively looking to create a best version of themselves, they have these watershed moments where something happens, changes the way they think, changes the, who they hang out with. And, and it just gives them a whole new perspective. Your watershed moments, and I'm not going to choose one for you. I just, you can pick whichever one you want. Uh, to share, but I know that you had a near fatal car accident uh, a few years ago. Uh, I'd like to chat more about that. And has that been one of those watershed moments for you? That was the most impactful and dominating moment in my life. Uh, I guess nothing else can compare 
from that perspective of change for me because I nearly, you know, transitioned to the next world. So it uh, opened my eyes to a lot of things. Um, uh, we, a friend and I were involved in, in an accident where we hit a tree at 90 miles an hour, and I was the passenger. I sustained a level two concussion is when you black out between one and five minutes. Mm. L3, L4 vertebrae fracture, bulging disc in my back, um, lacerated my liver, which which uh, led me to lose half my blood supply. And we hit the tree so hard that the seatbelt that saved me severed two feet of my small intestine. And in that moment, that's where my purpose and God gave me a book called On Impact, which Impact stands for an acronym. Is an acronym that stands for intuition, mastery, pivot, authenticity, connection, and teamwork. And it takes the reader from my journey at 11 years old delivering newspapers in, in White Plains, New York, to modern day being in this moment, and also um, with an undercurrent of music, which I've spent 30 years um, in. And at the end of each chapter, um, I've created what I call a hit list, which is takeaways from the chapter that people can pretty much um, say, if Benny can do it, I can do it too. So your book, the, the book that you've got that is really uh, making headways on impact, life leadership, and almost losing it all, I, I believe it's, it's soon to be available on paperback, but I believe it's available now electronically. What inspired you to write the book? Um, it was, it was, it was that, it was that moment. I, I truly believe, you know, on impact, literally and figuratively, you know, God put that inside of me to, to one, have a voice, um, to people who are, who are still figuring out their lives, you know, college students who are graduating CEOs who don't know what the next step is or motivating, um, you know, their, their team relationships, you know, how to either pivot, um, from a relationship or either um, dial back and figure out how we're going to make it work. And and I touch, I have a lot of touch points in the book that apply to, you know, to any and everyone, you know, from from uh, from a paper boy to um, to a president. So um, I'm super excited about it. Who would you say, based on the theme, now that we know what the theme is, who would you say is, is going to benefit the most from reading the book? Um, any and everybody who is at the point of indifference, mm. right? If the, the people who are like making those decisions on what's next, what's best, um, how do I accomplish? How do I achieve? How do I pick myself up? And that's why it's, it's broad enough, but it's narrow enough in the content to apply to any and everyone. There are people who are calling me from all gamuts, you know, from CEOs, to some of my kids' friends, and they all say, I love it, not because um, it's my book, but because they find things that help them move forward in whatever it is that they're stuck in. Well, we're going to have your book up at our site, the jmamietalkshow.com, so that way people can track you down, track down the book. I know you're also launching a speaking career. You want to share a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, man. I love it. Um, right now, the book has opened up a lot of doors for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing speaking events, um, which I'm super excited about, and also is um, uh, put me in a position now on where uh, 2023 we're going to be launching our first convention called It's Your Time, Well, with, which will be the live version of the On Impact book. So what we'll have is an opportunity for artists, entrepreneurs um, to come on down to Charlotte, North Carolina, um, people with talent can audition on Thursday and Friday. We'll have a, an array of different uh, panels that people can be involved in from uh, crypto to how to get into real estate, uh, hip-hop and wellness. And then at the end of, of the uh, uh, conference on the finale on Sunday, we're going to give um, someone $10,000 to mm. bet on themselves um, in the music business. Fabulous. We're going to continue to promote that as uh, as it draws near. We'll have you back on the show to promote that again. But in our last minute here, what's the future hold for Benny Pugh? What's it look like for Brother Benny Pugh 5, 10, 15 years from now? Well, I'll say this. If I could predict the future, then, man, listen, we get these six numbers and, and we, <laughs> we just travel the world. But what, I, but what I will say, though, is that my best is yet to, is yet to come. All right. So, you know, it, it looks great uh, um, looking forward. So I'm super excited about the future. Well, we appreciate you being on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. We're going to have you back and 
uh, folks. It's it's individuals like Benny Pugh who uh, they leave a they leave a, a trail of of success crumbs that you can follow, <laughs> and they really do. And I I appreciate him. And uh, we're gonna talk to you soon, brother Benny. I love you. Thank you, bro. All right, folks, that wraps up another fantastic week of Thrive-Minded content. We're going to have it again next Sunday. Make sure you're back. Until then, keep thriving.